Welcome to Grandma and Her Gummies, a fun and educational podcast about real-life cannabis stories and lessons for safer cannabis use for everyone. If you're looking for ways to ease pain, inflammation, anxious feelings, or just want to chill and get better sleep, we'll share with you the latest scientific research and tips about cannabis products and innovation, which just might help improve your quality of life. Listen in for the basics about cannabis and walk away with important resources and education. But most of all, have fun and enjoy the cannabis stories. Want to share your cannabis story? Contact us at grandmaandhergummies.com. Are you smarter than a fifth grader when it comes to cannabis? Hi there, I'm Shan Vanderleek, podcast coach and founder of Podcast Bath. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Steve, host of Grandma and Her Gummies, all about cannabis. Today you'll learn the basics of cannabis, aka marijuana, including how to tell the difference between getting high and getting better with less anxiety, less pain, less inflammation, and more sleep. Hi, Steve. It's good to be with you today. Before we dig into our conversation about cannabis, I'd love for you to share your inspiration for the playful name of your podcast and what people can expect when they listen in. Sure. Thanks, Shan, for joining the conversation today with me and our Cannabis Curious listeners. Uh, Let me give you a little bit of background about the inspiration for Grandma and Her Gummies, which really is about storytelling and finding safe products. And I shared on my previous episode that I graduated recently from the University of Maryland and their School of Pharmacy with one of the first master's degree in medical cannabis science and therapeutics. And it was during my final year of that master's program that we focused on seniors and cannabis. It was our capstone project. So it was a very intense project about senior population and cannabis. And you know why? Because they're very curious about it. In fact, according to the AARP, the seniors 65 and older are one of the fastest growing population segments that are consuming it. You know, in fact, Shan, I got to tell you, every time I tell people what I do now, everyone seems to have a story. And it's mostly about two, it's mostly about two things. I mean, everyone loves to tell their story, right? The first one is this not so fun experience they've had with cannabis or marijuana, as a lot of people still refer to it. You know, and it's usually a THC gummy or an edible, a brownie or something where they just ate too much and it was too strong and they didn't like the way they felt. And then the second scenario people tell me about is how they're using cannabis now to improve their quality of life. And typically it's involving products with less THC or no THC and much more CBD. You know, it still can be a gummy, um, but there's also other products and ways to do it, like tinctures and salves and creams. And, you know, a lot of these stories um, are typically from people over 50. But as we know, everybody from millennials on up are, are aware of cannabis. So, you know, now I'm on a mission to educate. I want to educate everyone um, who's cannabis curious, especially people over 50, but for everyone on the hows, whys, and whats about the benefits of medical cannabis. Well, thanks for sharing your inspiration and, and a little bit more about your education. I'd still like to know how you came up with the name Grandma and Her Gummies. I think it's <laughs> such a fun name. <laughs> well, that's it. That, that is part of the inspiration. So let me tell you, um, a longtime friend of mine, uh, Alexis, uh, who's going to join on future episodes, uh, has her PhD in gerontology. And Shan, uh, I had to learn this, but gerontology 
in this case, is the science and art of aging, which is pretty cool. And we decided that with her background and then my expertise in medical cannabis, we just had to join forces. And so we, through brainstorming, we we said, you know, let's do it in a fun way, but let's be responsible. You know, I mean, it's really scary to hear these people tell me their stories about their bad experience. And in mainly in my opinion, those experiences are with THC gummies or THC edibles. So the whole idea of gummies was part of it. And, and I'll explain a little more about why gummies can be so much more potent and deliciously dangerous, as, as I may say. Mm-hmm. But, Ale- but Alexis and I came up with the idea of grandma and her gummies to be fun, you know, a bit silly, a little tongue in cheek, if you will. Because really, when people think about gummies, they think about getting high, but it's not about getting high necessarily. We want to talk about getting better, better sleep, better relief better quality of life. And so it's my intention, our intention uh, for people to share their real life stories, experiences on this podcast, you know, the good and the bad, what they've learned, and frankly, how it's helping them now improve their quality of life. As you know, many of these people always talk about their story, but then they go right to, well, great, now where can I get it? Where can I get safe quality products? And so I'll, I'll just tell our listeners now that, you know, if you want to start slowly and safely, particularly with CBD products, you can go to the website, www.grandmaandhergummies.com for premium CBD products that were curated by me and Alex. Alexis. What a fun story. Thanks for sharing. I absolutely love that you're infusing the podcast with real life stories and that you want to keep it light and fun. I'm relatively new to the cannabis space. And like many of our listeners, I have so many questions, but I'd really like to start at the beginning, if that's okay. I know you can go deep into the science and botany of the plant, but for now, let's just keep it real and very easy to understand. Let's begin with what is cannabis? Sure. And and, uh, I appreciate keeping it easy to understand. I mean, with the science of it, I can go deep, but for our listeners, what you're going to hear in the next, um, you know, 10, 15 minutes is a lot of the basics about it and hopefully some really good 101 elements that will teach you where to go, what to get and and how to enjoy it. But it goes back to this plant, this really beautiful natural plant, the cannabis plant. And it's been part of human history for thousands of years. Um, I've learned that for over 4,000 years, cannabis has been key medicine in Chinese, Indian, Egyptian cultures. There's all sorts of scripts that they're finding um, and crypts and they're uncovering these documents from thousands of years ago that shows cannabis was very, very therapeutic. And in fact, even in the US, back in the 1800s, it was dispensed in pharmacies. So we have our own history here in the US that cannabis is medicine. And I try to talk to people about it in, an, in a way that they can understand. So think about any other natural substance that we enjoy today. Coffee beans, tea, you know, caffeine that give us a boost, or for instance, vanilla lemon or lavender that smells so good and can affect our moods. Cannabis is the same, Mm. but better. And and I find much more medicinal. I wouldn't be complete when we talk about cannabis if I didn't talk a little bit about the recent history in the US, let's say the last hundred years here. Since prohibition in the 30s, we've all been told through the news media and through propaganda that cannabis or marijuana, as they refer to it, is bad. And they even came out with a movie, Reefer Madness, that made it look really evil. But Thankfully, you know, cannabis is a really hardy plant. It's been around a lot longer than us. I think it's finally having its medical renaissance. 
And the reason is, is because there's not just THC, there's not just CBD in it, but there's hundreds of compounds called cannabinoids. And THC and CBD are the main ones, which I'll talk about. When you say, what is cannabis? It's, it's in essence, these chemical compounds that help interact with our body, whether it's for mood or sleep or energy, and really can improve our balance and our overall health. So there's lots of new studies coming out that are indicating what cannabis is good for. And there's a lot of things I want to talk about and educate. But for the basics, I do hope that answers what is cannabis as a plant. Absolutely. Okay, so what's the difference between cannabis and marijuana then? Uh, that's a really good question. And I don't want to go too scientific. In fact, you know, I want to focus on the easy to understand component. So let's go back to that cannabis is a plant and it's the species or the genus of the plant. But for our purposes, let's just agree on two terms, marijuana and hemp. I think everyone's heard both of those. And while my science friends might argue against this approach, because marijuana has been connected in racially biased ways, I think to help us all learn the differences, let's just agree on those terms, okay? So I'll use hemp and marijuana. Is that, is that okay? Mm-hmm. Great. Marijuana is the term that I think everyone knows and referred to, you know, MJ, Mary Jane, pot, weed. You know, it's a term marijuana we grew up with when I was growing up, and it was when people got high. You know, it's also when people danced and sang and sat around bonfires, playing guitar, just, you know, having a good time. And that's how many of us remember marijuana. And I think hemp is a relatively new term for us. And I want to talk about that too, because it's going to be very key to understand hemp because it is it is a major, major medicinal part of the plant or species of the plant, let's call it, that uh, we have to understand. What is CBD? which I hear about all the time and I see in gas stations all over the place. And it just seems like everywhere you turn, somebody is selling CBD. I'm wondering how is CBD different from THC? Yeah, CBD is the the new kid on the block, so to speak, although it is the second biggest compound in the plant. And the challenge that most of us have is that we do see it everywhere. And I want to educate people how to look for quality products, including CBD. CBD, let's go back to the term hemp and marijuana, and let's first dissect hemp because it really is equivalent to CBD. Hemp, for everybody to know, it's it's the one that's federally legal in all 50 states, according to the 2018 Farm Bill. Now, the reason hemp is legal is because it has less than 0.3% THC. And THC, if you remember, is what gets us high. So let me say that again. Hemp has less than 0.3% THC. So I essentially say, you know, hemp's like Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has has all the perk, none of the sugary danger. But, you know, those are my words. And remember, I'm not a doctor and this is not medical advice. But hemp is legal because it has a safer profile. And it is part of the natural cannabis plant, but essentially with that zero, less than, you know, almost zero THC. Now, hemp is full of CBD. And it's got the other cannabinoids too, but really CBD is the main question that you're asking about. Yeah. And it's it's so important because it's emerging as probably one of the most therapeutic and medicinal compounds within the plant. Research coming out, fortunately, a lot more in the last several years, and it just continues to show promise on so many fronts with CBD. CBD is, is known as cannabidiol, and it is not psychoactive, so it won't get you high. In fact, it's neuroprotective. And what I mean by that is that 
CBD is showing promise to protect and reduce damage in the brain and the nervous system from trauma and stressors. I don't know about you, but that's super exciting to me. And I just have to point that out again, that studies are showing promise about CBD, which is part of the gram or gummies. I want I want everyone to enjoy cannabis in all its forms, but the, the gummies that I may, you'll hear me lean toward are more CBD dominant. And uh, hopefully you understand a little bit about that now. Wow. That is amazing and pretty darn exciting too, that something like CBD can help your brain, protect your brain. And wow. Hmm. Now, how does CBD compare to THC? Well, THC, officially known as tetrahydrocannabinol, let me say that again, tetrahydrocannabinol, um, or sometimes people see it as Delta 9. You know, it's probably the best loan, most loved, hey, let's go to an outdoor concert companion. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's the number one component in the plant and uh, it is psychoactive. It will get you high, but it is also therapeutic for for things like pain and uh, and stress. You know, it's got that history I talked about in many cultures providing that pain relief and, you know, physical and spiritual awakening too. It allows people to really relax and and open their minds a bit. The, The history in the U.S., has been a bit negative for the last hundred years, as I told you, with you know a lot of disinformation campaign. But what I want to talk about is that when THC is used responsibly, it's a really effective therapeutic agent for conditions like pain and nausea, for instance. If mm-hmm. someone's going through chemotherapy, um, it helps. It helps with your appetite. It'll help de-stress you. And the the other thing about THC, in addition to it being therapeutic, is hey, everybody. It's not the same marijuana or cannabis you remember from 20 years ago. People are growing it, so it's very, very high in levels of THC. In fact, back in the 70s, it had about 4% to 6% THC. Now it's upwards of 20, 25%. So we're talking four to five times stronger and more oh. potent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, one of the things, Shan, I, you know, again, back to make it easy to understand, the difference between CBD and THC in a non-scientific way, I like to say is, CBD might stand for clear benefits derived, whereas THC might stand for too high chemical, particularly in high doses. Mm -hmm. So CBD is clear benefits and THC is too high Mm -hmm. if you take too much of it. So that's kind of what I want people to remember. And uh, don't buy it off the street. You really want to go for the medicinal side. Look for legally licensed dispensaries where you can find your best combination of high CBD, low THC, or vice versa. Yeah, because if you're going to make this choice, you you want to make sure that you're making the very best choice available. And that's really not at a gas station or off the street, is it? No, nope. I go to the gas station to get my gas and I <laughs> go to the dispensary <laughs> for other things. Well, and I like how you are sharing too, that you want to find high CBD and low THC. Yes. Because oftentimes I've, I've heard stories, not just from you, but from other people who don't realize how much THC might be in a, in a gummy or in a candy bar or in something. And they don't realize they have to, they're supposed to take a tiny little piece versus, you know, mowing down on a, on a candy bar or, or eating an entire gummy that maybe was supposed to be split into five pieces or something. Mm -hmm. Exactly. In fact, you know, my own personal journey, I, I much prefer the high CBD, but you know, in the past, uh, my friends used to call me the one hit wonder. Because as people would smoke, and I'm not much of a smoker anymore, but when I did, I would just take one puff 
because that was it. That's I that's all I needed. And there's so much THC in there. So for everybody, you know, go slow, start low, take do one puff, one bite, and just wait and and see see where you are. See where see where, see how you feel. Take your inner inventory of of hey, I'm feeling good. I don't need any more. What's the difference between medical and recreational cannabis? You hear both talked about and do you have to have like a special prescription or something with one versus the other? Or what, what does that look like? As it becomes more and more legal, you'll find more of those um, parameters around it. You know, right now, I mean, the debate within our community in the industry is if anyone's enjoying cannabis, it's for medicinal purposes, whether they want to relax or they just want to, um, they got some pain or they're stressed out. But in the US right now, we have a distinction between medical and recreational, or I'd like to call it adult use. So medical cannabis right now is legal in 38 U.S. states, and adult use or recreational is legal in 21 states. You know, recent election is, you know, every election there's a, a new state seemingly coming on board, which is great. So let's talk about medical cannabis. You asked, do you, do you need something? Yes, you, you are only allowed to be a patient when you have a valid medical cannabis card issued from a prescribing doctor. The doctor has to be certified and they will ask you things like, do you have a qualifying condition? And they vary state to state, but it's typically things like cancer or MS or something, you know, something pretty severe. They're opening it up a bit more to PTSD and things like that, that are much more common and chronic pain, which is great. But check state to state, wherever you live, because if you go to a medical cannabis dispensary, it's a really good thing. You need a card to get in. You can't get in without it. But they're going to have products that are really specific for conditions like sleep. They might have higher potencies. Their staff, Shan, is much better trained in it. And we call them bud tenders or the sure. dispensary agents, right? But the other really important thing to, to know, in addition to getting that card and better product, many of the states and many of these places reduced uh, the taxes on a medical product. So in some states like Maryland, there are no taxes if it's a medical dispensary versus an adult use. And that, is really big. Better oh, yeah. product, lower prices. Sure, <laughs> I'm sure. in. So now adult use or recreational is legal and anybody over 21 can go in. Don't need a card. And the problem that I found when I go in there, it's like a candy store. Yeah. There's so many products. They're all beautifully packaged and they look like they're all sorts of fun, colorful candies. And it's everything from smokable flowers, like pre-rolled joints to vape pens. But then you got your edibles and chocolates and just make sure that you're asking all the key questions. And we'll go, we'll go through in later episodes, what are the really top four to five questions you should ask when you go into dispensary. But that's the difference. Medical, you need a card. Doctor has to be able to issue that based on your condition. And you'll get better pricing and probably better products. Recreational or adult use, just got to be 21. Go in, have fun, but be prepared with good questions. Mm, thank you. That was really helpful. Is cannabis legal in the United States? Yes. So as, as I mentioned earlier, hemp is federally legal in all U.S. states. And that is according to the U.S. Farm Bill from 2018. And it's defined as that 0.3% THC or less okay. by dry weight. Okay. On the other hand, marijuana, as we at Grandma Grandma's Gummies, Grandma and her Gummies refer to it as THC products, is um, only in certain states. And so, you know, like Michigan, it's legal, California, Colorado, Maryland. It's a very important point that so if it's a CBD or, a, or let's say a hemp product, legal everywhere. But 
you have to be in a specific state if you're looking for THC products. And I really, Shan, this is, I can't point this next one out more emphatically. You cannot bring THC products, marijuana products across state borders. So while it's legal in Michigan and it's legal in California, don't bring your products from Michigan to California. We don't advise that at all. It's a gray area. And I know that as federal legalization changes that, it will allow us to travel freely with this medicine. But for right now, I just want to caution everyone about that. Yeah. Well, hopefully hopefully that'll change soon. But that's definitely a good thing to caution people about because they might not think about it and then they could get themselves in, in a bunch of trouble that they don't want to be in. Yeah. And, the, you know, the hemp products, you can, on the other hand, purchase that and you can ship that. Like I could order a product and then, you know, someone could order it from Michigan and, and we can ship it to them if it's a hemp based product. But I want to point that out. And then we have to talk a little bit about smoking because smoking isn't something personally that I'm interested in doing. So I want to be like, do I have to smoke it? Which I kind of already know the answer is no, but I'd like to learn more about the smoking of it versus non. Yeah. Well, smoking has been the most popular way to consume and enjoy cannabis for years. It's it's the quickest way to feel its effects. I also find that there's a social element to smoking. Remember passing the joint? Maybe maybe you do or don't. You don't have to say. <laughs> but, you know, it's like everyone stand around and, it, you know, when you're at a bar and you're having drinks, the idea of smoking and enjoying it together, there is a social element to it. And I think that's why so many people, have, that's their first exposure. But the legalization efforts over the last decade have brought forward really cool and innovative ways to enjoy and benefit from cannabis. Smoking or inhalation or vaping, you know, are the key things that that most people are familiar with. But now there are oils and tinctures and drops you can put under your tongue. Um, there are newer innovations like these Listerine strips that you can put in your tongue or something that I've seen, these new cannabis beverages that have just low dosing of THC or low dosing of CBD. And then, of course, everybody knows about edibles or gummies, gram or gummies. That's why we came up with it. You know, in fact, to me, it's it's no surprise that gummies, cookies, brownies are very popular because, you know, they look like candy. They taste good, easy to eat, but we have to be really careful because unlike smoking, which I said, you know, comes on quickly, but it leaves your system quickly. Edibles I refer to as like creeper, right? Because they, it takes up to two hours to begin feeling the effects. And so people end up eating a bite, like you said, and then 30 minutes later, oh, I don't feel anything. Have another bite. And then two hours hits and bam, you know, they're really, they're really beyond their level of comfort. So I'll talk about that. But I find edibles, gummies or others, especially high in THC, to be a bit dangerous if consumed, not in a responsible and non-knowledgeable way. I guess I didn't realize how long it takes for edibles to kick in. Does it, does it always take up to two hours or tell, tell me more about that? Yes. So, you know, cannabis is individual to everybody. What may take me two hours to feel, it may take you one and a half hours. So what I would say is that's why everyone should start low, go slow and just wait, particularly with edibles. The reason that is, is because you're eating it. It's like food, right? It goes through our first pass metabolism. Essentially, it goes through your liver and that takes time. Like I said earlier, there's so many stories where I hear people say, oh my gosh, I ate a gummy. I didn't feel anything. And then I ate another and wow, it hit me like a Mack truck. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's not fun for anybody. In fact, there's a short personal story of mine when uh, back in the year 2000, the Y2K, um, one of my friends had a, a New Year's Eve dinner party. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be fun to bring those special brownies? <laughs> I had a friend, Barbara, and she was kind of like a grandma to us. She was in her late 60s. And she was known for her, uh, her brownies. 
she she was a fabulous lady, mischievous streak in her. And so I, I asked her to bake some for me. Well, uh, honestly, I didn't know how much THC was in them. I didn't think to ask, but I knew that, you know, we got to be careful. So when I brought them to the friend's house for dinner, I cut them up in pieces of four and I said, everyone just have one. Let's wait and see. And most everybody complied except for one guy. And, uh, you know, two hours later, half of the table who ate their one little piece was laughing, enjoying, telling stories. The other half sitting there quietly, just contemplating the world. I think, you know, it hits them differently. But that one guy, you know what happened, Shan? Uh He, we, he, he thought he was, you know, I don't know. He ate, I think he ate a whole brownie. So he ate four pieces. We had to put him in a dark room, laid him down in bed, put on some music. So he's quiet, gave him some water, and uh, and he finally got through it. But he ate way too much, was able to handle it, which is good. There's no official record of anyone overdosing or dying from cannabis. You just get really high and you need to wait for it to exit your system. So again, back to your question, you know, it takes one to two hours. And if you eat too much in those one to two hours, just hold on for a ride. Yeah, right. Lots of anxiety. And so what if you get too high? What What are some of the the effects that you might feel and how do you deal with them? And in, in that case, it was a quiet room and some music and, and a glass of water. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there's some other cool little tricks I'll share with you and the listeners. But with THC, there are some negative short-term effects when you take too much that you might feel. And you just mentioned one of them, you know, feeling paranoia, anxiety. You may get dry mouth, uh, red eyes, maybe remembers. You get, you get the munchies. You get drowsy. So, and that's typically short term. It will exit your system, um, but it's unpleasant. You know, and no one wants to feel that. So, if you're feeling too high, there are a couple things I'd like to share with the listeners is, you know, set yourself up for success. So, know your surroundings, be in a safe environment, comfortable environment, and be with people that you know and trust. That's really, really key. Try not to drink too much alcohol with it. So, make sure you got lots of other beverages, water. If you're feeling anxious or feeling that, you know, the paranoia, this is something that is so incredibly new to me. And I thought so interesting. If you have peppercorns, you can chew on those peppercorns, like from a pepper mill, and they will take the effects of THC away. It will basically help you get less high. Whoa. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that. So so there are two things that if, if you're feeling high or someone's too high, have even the pepper, just have them sniff it, you know, not, I mean, we take a whiff. I mean, don't snort it, but take a whiff or, or lemon. These are, these are natural components in the plant, um, kind of terpenes, the scent of those two things, black pepper or lemon, you guys, that's your, that's your tip of the day. You can also just put someone in a, you know, it's a room, lay it off, lay them down, sleep it off, make it, make it real calm. It will pass. So I just want to remind everyone, start low, go slow, <laughs> be like me, the one hit wonder take only one puff, eat only one gummy, or take just one bite of that and wait and see. Mm, thank you. Steve, what is the the main, like if you had a main message from your business, from the Cannabis Wellness Group and, and for this podcast, what is that? Well, for, for grandmother gummies, and we're really what we want to educate people on is just avoid using too much THC and, and buy from a legal knowledgeable source and ensure that whatever product you get, there's a visible list of contents so that you know what you're getting and how much is in it. And as I said, it's a very individualized. So somebody might do really well with five milligrams of THC. I personally, when I have something, I'm more at a 2.5 in my tincture. So start with that low dose. You can always go up. It's much harder to go back. Yeah, so yeah. 
that's the advice is find out where you where you are getting your therapeutic level where you're not too high but you're getting the relief that you're seeking other than smoking or edibles what are the other ways that we can try cannabis excellent question because there there are so many other ways that people can uh, consume cannabis or enjoy it for for relief and i'll point them out that smoking and and edibles are one way but there are some great ways like topical products really really popular with people particularly you know people that like me are starting to feel the effects of playing too many sports in their lives you know i've got a bad knee or you know your 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 back hurts a topical product or a salve or a cream usually you can you spread it right on this specific area that might hurt an elbow your hands for arthritis that's going to take anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes to take effect, but it lasts for a couple of hours. I do it a couple times a day, works wonders. So that's a topical product like a salve. A sublingual product like a tincture, like a little oil dropper, put it under your tongue, hold it for 30 seconds to a minute, and it takes about 15 minutes to feel it. It really gets into your system quicker because it's under the tongue. The nice thing about these is that the last three to six hours and they're real easy to determine how much you're dosing because you're you'd have a little dropper and it has a little marker on there for a half a milliliter and that's why some people like it for the daytime or maybe the early evening um, so that they know they can have it and if for instance it's for sleep they'll take it and for six hours it really helps so that's the the tinctures or droppers sublingually then there's a transdermal patch now the transdermal patch is uh, something you put on thin skin, the veiny areas like the wrist or the top of the foot. It's It gets into your bloodstream that way. So transdermal is different from a salve or cream where you would put on other parts of your body. Transdermal patches can take up to 30 minutes to start working, but they can last for up to six to eight hours. A lot of people put them on a very specific painful area like their back or shoulder. I did mention the edible products, anything. I'm seeing them, everything in cookies, gummies, everything. Those are going to take up to two hours to start working, but they last a lot longer. They're the things that last probably the longest. So up to eight hours, uh, which is why people really like them for sleep, because you can have them just to, just before you to go to bed. And then for people that go to bed easily but can't stay asleep, a sleep gummy or a sleep edible is probably one of the best ways to do it. And then I guess a final uh, final thought, Chan, is you know, please remember that THC and products are going to get you very high, so be very careful about the dosage. We find in the industry and some of the science is saying about 2.5 milligrams of THC is the right dose to start at. It'll ease the pain or help the issue, but it won't get you too high. Okay. Mm, good to know. Good to know. Such good information. So now if, if we're ready to begin, where can we buy these products? <laughs> So important. Well, um, I would avoid the gas station. I always look for, when I say a legal source, I mean like a licensed dispensary or you know, there, there's places to buy it online that you want to make sure that the, that the team has vetted these products, that they're knowledgeable, that they have perhaps advanced degrees in medical cannabis as well. Look for hemp or CBD products to start. Again, those aren't going to get you high, but they're going to be the medicinally oriented toward pain, toward stress, toward inflammation, things like that, where they can assist with that. And salves, I would start with with salves. Um, and now they're coming out with, you know, bath bombs as well. You can put in your bath at the end of a long day, just relax. Yeah, I would like one of those, please. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, Shan, uh, we have uh, personally curated some of those. So, right. you know, on our on our website, everyone you can see in the notes, but, you know, check it out. We've got some things specifically CBD oriented so that you can ship them anywhere in the U.S. at grandmaandhergummies.com. Fantastic. I do have a question about storage. How do you store these cannabis products? Is there something special we need to do or be mindful of? Yes, for sure. Um, always store them away from kids and in a safe place, you know, especially the THC products. But I would say treat it like any other medicine, you know, keep it, keep it in a high place, lock it up if you can, like some THC products, you don't want any, any youngster kind of getting into them mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. Dark, cool places are going to be the best, not in a steamy bathroom cabinet. That's not good for any medicine. Cannabis is the same. You know, you got to remember these are natural plant-based products. So make sure the container is closed, keep it tight and keep it fresh as long as possible in a dark, cool place. And then how do we know or how do we become qualified for medical cannabis or marijuana? You know, learn more about the law, learn more about how this might affect us and what we can do next. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really important that, you know, know your state law. And most people hopefully know that their state either allows it as a medicine, you know, medically legal or not, but they're all different. And it, frankly, it's changing, which is great. You'll have to find out what the qualifying conditions are to become a medical cannabis patient. The most common qualifying conditions in the U.S. are ADHD, chronic pain, epilepsy, cancer, uh, Parkinson's, MS, glaucoma, PTSD is a big one, particularly for our veteran community. And yeah. cannabis is a lifesaver for so many of these people. Each state's a little different. So I would just direct people to go to one of the best sites is normal, N-O-R-M-L. And we'll put the link in the podcast notes, but this will allow you to search your state registry and it will help you understand what are the conditions, and then they will guide you to a uh, qualified doctor to be able to consult with. And again, you know, this is not uh, medical advice on our part, but I do want everyone to consult with your healthcare provider or your doctor to make sure that cannabis works for you and it can improve your quality of life. Mm. Wow, Steve, thank you so much. I can say that I definitely learned a lot of the cannabis basics today. And it wasn't too sciencey. So mm, thanks good. again for, for keeping it really easy to understand. Uh, finally, what can you tell us about the next episode of Grandma and Her Gummies? What can we expect when we listen in? Well, as, as I said earlier, it's all about storytelling. So it's going to be storytelling time. Uh, we have a story of a young, active baby boomer and new grandma. And she's in her early 60s. Um, she's going to talk a little bit about her pain and sleep issues before and after shoulder surgery. So it may be something that a lot of the listeners in one way or the other may relate to. So she'll talk about how cannabis improved her quality of life. And that is the key. That's the key message. That's one of our main missions here. We'll also have a few more facts and tips for everyone. So please join us and, uh, and or download these episodes so you can listen in again and again and share them with friends and family. Mm, thanks again, Steve. I really, really appreciate your time today. And man, I learned so much. Thank you, Shan. Thanks again for helping me spread the word. And you know, until the next episode, I wish our cannabis curious listeners peace and good cannabis wellness. 
Thanks for listening to Grandma and Her Gummies. If you like what you heard, the best thing you can do is share this episode with your friends and family. And be sure to follow and review us at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. To learn more about resources and products for safe and effective cannabis use, or to share your cannabis story, visit our website at grandmaandhergummies.com.